The Backbone Podcast is curated by the Patchwork Feminist Podcast and is a part of the Garnet Media Group Podcast Network. Hello, guys. My name is Hannah White, and I am a senior here at the University of South Carolina um, studying management and marketing in the Darlamore School of Business. But that is besides the point because we're here. Um, because that we created the Backbone film. And so it is a documentary about the contributions, impact, and experiences of Black women that have come through the university um, starting in 1963 with Dr. Henri Monty Treadwell, who was the first Black student and Black woman to graduate from the university since 1877. And so um, this project came around a year and a half ago. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit later, but through this film, we were able to not only, one, satisfy my honors thesis in order for me to graduate, but create a platform for others to be able to see it, hear it, and just experience what the other women have contributed and what they have experienced throughout their um, student life careers. So that brings me to introduce Kayla King and Ariel Merriweather, who are the host, co-hosts of the Patchwork Feminist Podcast, along with Lyric Swinton, who serves as the production manager of the Backbone film. Um, and so I just wanted to bring these ladies on. One, um, the Patchwork Feminist is going to curate the podcast series that's attached to the Backbone film. And so since the films are only an hour and 15 minutes, we wanted to ensure that everyone still were able to see and listen to the stories of these women. And so we're going to have key episodes. We'll get into that a little bit more. But welcome, guys, and thank you for joining me and taking on this important role. Thank you so much for having us. Excited to be here. Happy to help out, as always. Yes, very excited. I love the backbone and what it stands for. And I love that the Patrick Feminist is able to um, collaborate with you guys to talk more about it. Yes, um, of course, I'm excited that we finally got this out into the world. We've been working on this for a very long time. Always great to link up with the Patrick Feminist Podcast. Um, and so, yeah, I'm very excited about this work. So let's just get started. So at this point, everybody's seen the film. And so what is everybody uh, everybody's initial reactions um, based off of just a tiny bit that's in the film? Obviously, we know there's way more footage in, that we'll get into through the podcast. But based on just the film alone, what is everybody's initial reactions and how they feel about it? I know for me, like when I first saw the film like put together, like in its final product I was so inspired like I left the premiere like so inspired just wanting to be like a better black woman for myself but also be a better black woman like in the community within black USC um, at the University of South Carolina uh, definitely like encouraged me to look deeper into the history of black USC because there was just a lot of like phenomenal women who I hadn't heard about who had done so much in the university and just like taking the initiative to find out more about what those women did and how we can make that useful to like current black USC um, women in the population now. Um, yeah, I just, I was very inspired, very taken um, aback about the greatness that was within the film. For sure. When I first sat down in the theater and the backbone started, I was like, wow. And when the backbone finished, I was also like, wow. You know, as a Black woman who just attended the university, who was just getting here, I love learning about the history of Black women here and their impact and the progression that they contributed to the university. And after I left and I stood up for my seat, 
I felt empowered and I was so engaged to listen to the women on the panel and listen to how their leadership and participation has paved so many, paved the way and opened so many doors for Black women like myself to continue their legacy. I have a different outtake, I guess, um, because this idea has been on my mind for, what, a year and a half now? So, long time. Um, and so, I believe going through the interviews in the summer of 2021, conducting them, that's when I was kind of awestruck, similar to what people are experiencing now when they watch it in theater or virtually or however they access it. Um, and so the emotions y'all were feeling just recently felt, I definitely felt those over the summer. And I wanted to share that with everyone, but I knew they wouldn't get it until they got it. The film was out. Um, and so really, that's why I'm grateful because of the podcast. There was so much content, so many things, smiles, laughs, stories, and not nearly enough were implemented into the film because of time restraints, right? We can't have a 24 hour film documentary um and that still wouldn't be enough for all the history um and experiences that black women have had at the university in order to carry it to new decades and eras and so um that was my aha moment in the summer but then I feel like I had another cool moment when I saw others watch the film for the first time at the premiere so hearing the different parts that people laughed at or that touched at them emotionally, made them maybe cry, shed a few tears. Um, some were similar to me, and then some I probably never laughed at some of the parts before. So I was like, hmm, that's funny to some people. That's good to know. Or, you know, that led people to be like, ooh, that's good to know. So I just love seeing people's reactions. Um, and then, I mean, I don't know when it's a good time, but I always have to shout out uh, Kendrick Lindsay, who... I probably was the the first or second person I told the idea to a year and a half ago. And so he knew all the way then. And then he really came on and we started doing the heavy work after the interviews were done um, at the end of summer. And so that's how that came to be. But um, really just had different visions and ideas and he brought them together in order to create the film. Um, so that was kind of my experience. A little bit different, but I feel like as the film progresses, I still have different aha moments. I think I love just how intergenerational the film ended up being. Like in like we're obviously is covering women since 1963, but we're all pretty similar in age. And so like a lot of times like you want to be able to cater to people and like make something that everybody can enjoy, but you really don't know until people see it. And I think it was just kind of cool to like you see people bringing their moms, talking about, oh yeah, my grandma went here, my mom went here, they're calling their families, they're telling them to come to premieres. And like, it's very, it's an intergenerational experience. So women in their seventies and women who are in their teens are enjoying the, are enjoying it and gaining different things from it. And I think I love that. But too, like, you know, going into like what this film represents and then like going into this podcast, like a couple years ago, like, there weren't really black girl podcasts at USC. Like that wasn't a thing. And so like um, all of us have been like so pivotal and like changing that narrative. And like this film is all about telling the stories of black women. 
like finally telling the stories of what we've experienced, what we've gone through. And I'm really glad that the podcast is going to like take this to a whole nother level by really kind of expanding upon those stories. And so my next question specifically for like Kayla, Ariel, like obviously you can't give too much away. I know you've listened to a lot of the interviews. Who do you think people should be looking out for? Like which which have been some of your favorites? Like who stuck out to you? I know me and Hannah, we have our personal favorites. We can kind of share those later, but wanted to hear about y'all since you're kind of like fresh hearing it. Like who's been some of your favorites? What's inspired you? I've listened to Dr. Treadwell's interview. I've watched it three times. Hers is phenomenal. I love Carly Wells' interview. Her interview is just like some fire under me. I really do enjoy Carly Wells' interview. And also Gail Diggs. If you know, you know. Gail has a phenomenal interview. And even even at the premiere, I feel like her personality really showed like when she was on the um, panel at the premiere. But I really did appreciate um, Gail's interview from a homecoming perspective because she's just the second Black um, homecoming queen at the university. And now for homecoming, we're in these discussions of like, should we bring it back? And just hearing Gail's story has like really light a fire under me to tell them like, yeah, we're doing this. At this point, I'm not asking. I'm telling you we're doing this. So those are definitely my um, top three for sure. I can say one of my favorites was out the accounts mostly because I just loved hearing about her experiences with Black students here and her Black peers and how Black students, you know, got along a lot differently and communicated a lot differently than we do now, especially coming to this university, hearing the way it used to be and comparing it to the way it is now was so interesting to hear. I also love Hazel Bridges' interview, mostly because what she said really stood out to me. She said that if you don't have a seat at the table, bring a folding chair. I, please, she was she was talking when she said that because there's so many times where as a black woman, you're in spaces where people won't give you a seat. And so you gotta make your own. And I love to hear that. I agree, I agree. And I know we are, Lyric, you touched on the intergenerational relationships that occurred. And I feel like I was hoping that that would happen through the film because of choosing women from different decades. But I feel like it was set in stone once we all saw what happened at the first premiere. And so we had different eclipses and huge posters and pictures, old time pictures of different black women in different settings all throughout the university's history. And so even seeing some of the women recognize either themselves, their line sisters, their friends, taking pictures, gathering, seeing current students in different sororities and organizations or even um, different entities or leadership positions connect with previous students that were in the same shoes as them, taking pictures, and not only pictures, but of course, getting that contact information, exchanging numbers, LinkedIn. And I feel like that is what it's all about, right? So it's one thing to learn about the history, reflect, laugh, and cry, but it's really about, at least to me and why I wanted to do this, what will you do once you understand that history, once you get connected to these women? It's not just about learning about it and saying, okay, that was good, next. But how can you utilize that for your own career or to mentor others or even just to continue to build this network that oftentimes gets diminished by other entities and people? So understanding that we have this network, we're not alone. um, And I feel like that was shown more so than I've seen in the past. Um, I, that was like a reaffirming moment of why the backbone came to be. Um, 
But it was also really cool to hear about Kayla and Ariel, y'all's different um, favorite interviews. And I, too, of course, Dr. Treadwell is a staple. Um, I think um, Gil Diggs' interview hits tugs at everyone. But like you said, Ariel, miscounts, it was it for me. It was it. So um, I could talk about all of them. But, yeah, some of the ones that you all pointed out were also ones that stood out to me as well. I'm obviously biased towards miscounts, so that's obviously one of my favorites. But for me, the one that I think definitely got me was Lindsay Richardson. Um, anybody who's ever been that Black student on campus in those predominantly white organizations and feeling like you have to be the spokesperson for all Black people and like Black, the Blackness is a monolithic experience, like she hit the nail right on the head, I think, talking about that. And I think going back to what Hannah was saying, like one of the coolest things that I saw in the film is just how, and even just like the reception, even going to the pictures, everybody got something out of it. So it wasn't just the younger generation getting something out of it. Like you had, like, so for example, NAACP just got back on campus. Like, so that hasn't been a thing before, like what, for about six years before like they just rechartered, but they can go back and like, they see these pictures all set up and it's just like, oh my gosh, look at these, this history of NAACP back in the day on campus. And it gives you a well of the people like, oh, you know what? Let me go look this person up, like, and ask them about their experiences. So no, that's cool. And then you see like sororities linking up that, you know, may not be as large on campus now, but back in the day they were huge and like, you know, they loud <laughs> at the premiere, like they loud and proud. And it's just so cool to see like, you you got a taste of like all these different eras at USC all in one moment of just like how they used to get down in the 70s, how they used to get down in the 80s. And I think another thing you see the women in the film, what they got out of it, like it meant so much to so many people to finally, they, you know, people can go to this school for like four years. Some people have three years, you know, three degrees from here and they feel like they've never been seen. And so like people were just like, just to be acknowledged, like that was so cool. And I mean, to be a part of of that like that's just incredible and so I think my next question is what is it what do y'all hope everybody gets from it like you like I said everybody you know takes something different from this experience but like what do you hope people learn from you know the podcast the film and take away from this um I really hope that this film lights a fire under a lot of the black women who are present and who see the film. I know a lot of us left eager to like apply for the upcoming AAAS elections and savvy elections and contribute to the black community like they've seen on screen. And um, like Lyric said, like seeing the pictures and reliving the history gave all of us some incentive to try this again, to try to create this like strong and close-knit black community again. So I hope that that really gives Black women, the incentive. I know Kayla specifically is a part of homecoming community. And when she saw Gail's interview, she immediately was like, yep, we got to bring this back. We got to bring this back. So I really hope that it does that for us. I also hope people, for one, I hope people who come and watch the film and listen to the um, interviews, they learn about the history and the history that Black women have contributed on this campus. I also hope like people really get inspired and like get that fire light under them and also the importance of mobilizing and the importance of sisterhood that we have within um, Black USC among the Black women here. I just, yeah, I just hope everyone just feels like 
they have someone to go to, like a black woman to look up to, and that we just really bring each other up and um, push each other, motivate each other to be the change that we want to see on campus. I I agree with everything that was said. Really, to light a fire and to inspire is what what the film is all about. Um, for me, I know like had these conversations with so many people, but understanding that this was an idea a year and a half ago, it overall is my honor thesis. Um, and so really also homing in on the resources and the communities that helped uplift this project. This project would not have happened without the African-American Studies Program, the Museum of Education, Center for Civil Rights Research and History, the student organizations, Garnet Media Group, so many entities and others, Black Alumni Council, lifting this project up um, to be what it is today. And it's still just the beginning. And so Whereas current students can see it in themselves of, hey, if my passion is to implement events or I really love the essence of homecoming, be the leaders in the homecoming committee. If I want to lead black students, be a leader in AAA. Yes, if I want to start movements, if I want to social advocacy um, be implemented here on campus or a few miles away at the state house, you know, be involved in NAACP. Um, but even thinking on a bigger scale, um, I don't think. A year and a half ago, when I said a documentary, I don't think I even believed myself when I said, yeah, we can really make it. I was just talking. Um, but being able to be here now, seeing that other people want to watch the film, they're enjoying the film after they watch it. Now we're sitting here with you all um, and implementing a podcast. Like It's bigger than what I could ever imagine, and it makes me want to think bigger. So in 10 years from now, I'm ready for the next individual to make another documentary on specific Black women relating to faculty or staff or custodial workers or even bigger. We want endowment funds for Black women to enter the university. We want to recruit Black women. We want strong affinity groups solely for Black women alumni or alumnae um, to connect with current students. We want conferences. Like, that is where my mind is at. Um, and knowing that we pull the communities together, resources together for this, I feel like the sky is the limit and it's just about continuing to push that narrative so that this can become bigger and better um, and easier for us to connect. Well, it's hard to follow that up. Um, but I'll just say, I think just picking up back in off of that, we're just stronger together than we are apart. I think that's what I got from this. And I think that's what I want other people to get from it. That truly, like Hannah said, none of this is possible without all these organizations working together. And I think that's where I hope you can get to this. You do more together than you do trying to do everything on your own. And it's more than one way to be a leader. And I think that's why this film, why these women are so exemplary, because everybody didn't do it the same way. Some people were in sororities. Some people were did student government. Some people did AAAS. Some people were Fulbright scholars. You know, everybody had their own lane, but they were successful. And so... I'm so excited for this project. I'm so excited um, for the work that y'all are doing and these episodes that are going to come out because I'm just sure that y'all going to curate this in a way to where it sounds brand new to us. Um, and so we're just excited and there's a lot more on the way. So I'm just going to let Kayla and Ariel take us out. Yeah, thank you all so much for bringing us on. Thank you, Hannah and Larry, for bringing us on. Um, we're definitely enjoy listening to the um, interviews we talk about uh, talk about it all the time and I can't wait for the rest of everybody to hear like what we've been working on and like the greatness behind these interviews that these um, of the stories that these women are telling.
Absolutely. Um, I feel so honored that Lyric and Hannah allowed the Patrick Feminist to be a part of something that's so amazing as this that turned that was started as an honors thesis but turned into something monumental, motivational, and inspiring to all the Black women. And I'm excited that me and Kayla get to be a part of something so historical as the Black. The Black.